99% of businesses go out there and go, I don't know, let's throw some Facebook ads up. And they throw the Facebook ads up, but they don't realize that with the iOS changes in America, right? The iOS changes from Apple, you cannot target like you used to on Facebook. Not, to, not only that, but with the fact that people are getting canceled on Facebook and the elections and all the chaos, people don't trust Facebook as a marketplace anymore. I'm seeing this all every single time I'm looking at Facebook with a customer base right now. They don't trust. It's a great branding platform. It's not a great conversion platform. And so ultimately the business owner is saying to themselves, oh shit, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I ran Facebook ads. They worked six months ago. They don't work now. And then we just decided to go to Instagram. And I said, why'd you go to Instagram? Because I don't know. Everybody's on Instagram. I said, but where are your customers? Well, I don't know where my customers are. Well, why don't we find out that first? And that's the way to win the game of marketing for a business. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Got the 7-2 Mindset Investor here. And I'm just so excited to have this amazing guest. Wow. I mean, usually my team, when we do research on our guests, it's typically, you know, one to three pages. I had to send my assistant to go pick up some more post-it notes. I got post-it notes all over everywhere. They're everywhere here. Um, and, you know, it felt when I did my research, I, it was just, I kept on going deeper and deeper. It was like almost removing the onion layers and saying, wow, this gets really deep. I mean, with you, I mean, a quick synopsis about you and it's not even quick. Um, you know, Fox Business has lauded you as creating the marketing system has generated record sales. You've, you're the marketing genius. Uh, you've been called the Michael Jordan of political marketing, the political guru by ESPN. I mean, you've, uh, I mean, I got this whole list here. You contribute to yeah. over 1,400 election victories, including three U.S. Uh, presidential victories. Wow. <laughs> I probably need to cut some of that down, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it, it's just fascinating how you've taken this business acumen or the book of business, took it into politics, and it, it, it works. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost the other way. It's actually the other way around. I've worked around. in politics for 25 years, and I took that and applied it to business. Wow. And now we're working with Fortune 200 companies. We're growing NASDAQ traded, publicly traded companies um, and, and into the marketing system of how we elect. So I, the, the, you know, I just put out this book called The Undefeated Marketing System, mm -hmm. How to Grow Your Business and Build Your Audience Using the Secret Formula that Elects Presidents. And so basically, we've decided... Everybody's marketing the same way. The marketing game, really the marketing world is rigged against almost 99%, uh, 99.999% of business owners, small business owners, entrepreneurs, the, the Fortune 200 companies, they're going to win every time. Mm -hmm. uh, but the small business owner is getting screwed every single time. And that's because uh, the big tech companies are changing their rules constantly. People can't keep up with anything. It's kind of like, um, it's like a casino. The house is always going to win. The house is the big tech companies. They're always going to get your money and they're always going to make money off of you. And, you know, you can, as a business owner, you can hold a hot hand every once in a while, uh, but you're hundred percent going to lose more than you win. And so I decided, man, this, this marketplace needed disruption. Um, and I, I have a, a different way of looking at marketing. It's through electing presidents and United States senators and Congress people and governors. And I said, I wonder if that could apply to business. And then we've done that over the last five years. And that's what the book basically tells is those stories. Um, and then how we've applied that to business to have extraordinary success. That is amazing.
<laughs> just amazing. Well, yeah. I'll give you an example. Like, let let yeah. me just give you an example of what I mean. And if anybody's out there is trying to start entrepreneurship, this is a very important lesson. Yeah. We work with one of the largest uh, background, uh, privacy background companies in America. So like if um, Burger King or McDonald's needs to hire a bunch of labor, they, they do the background checks on those people, right? Those, right. All over the country. So it's a massive background check company. And when they came to us, they said, uh, yeah, we want to work with you. We love the way you, you look at marketing and it's all rooted in data. And it's, it's, yeah, we, we don't make any decisions based on anything other than what the data is telling us. And they're like, cool, let's do that. And they, we said, well, the first thing we got to do is an audit of what you're already doing. Cause we, mm -hmm. we know you're doing some stuff wrong. We got to figure that out. And we went into their systems, uh, Mark, and we found out that for the last three years, they've been running a keyword SEO campaign. Google had changed the rules three years ago. Their marketing team had no idea the rules had changed. They had been bidding against their own keywords for three years and overspending by $10,000 a month for three years. And that is a typical story of what I see on a daily basis with every single business that we come in contact with. They're all doing these types of things and they don't realize it. And so here is a company spending $360,000 to bid against the keywords against themselves in the in in uh, you know in Google keywords, and they had no idea because the rules had changed and their team wasn't on top of it and they don't follow the data and they don't understand how they're looking at their customers and we had to come in there and fix that and then set them up to be on a path to success and I could literally if you wanted to I could spend the next thirty minutes just telling you stories like I could just tell you let's just keep going I can go story 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 wow. of all this stuff but it'd blow your mind all the stuff we see. So, I mean, you know, before we get to your backstory and that kind of stuff, because now like, let's go at this is like, I, I agree with you, house will win. I mean, and I love how you talked about the, you know, hundred percent of corporate marketing is rigged against all business owners. I mean, those are the notes I have here. And, and like you said, unless you understand how the game is rigged, business owners will lose. So in this case, you know, I always hear, cause I have a research and development team on part of our, on our, on our branding company, but whose responsibility is to stay on top of these changes and algorithms? Is it the, the consumer or is it the producer that should be saying, hey, we're changing these privacy rules, we're doing this? Or is it like three years is a well, long the producers time. producers do tell you, but they wrap it around a lot of jargon and long emails that people don't read. And so uh, the business owner, listen, no business owner goes into business and says, man, I can't wait to spend money on marketing. Like they hate it, 99% of them. The yeah. ones that love it are the ones that are successful, but the, most everybody hates it. And like the companies that successfully market today, uh, it's not by accident. Right. Mm -hmm. Marketing for them is not a hobby. It's a systematic professional application. Think about that. It's a systematic professional application. Um, and, you know, that's the bottom line is that they understand that the, when the rules change, they also understand their consumer. You know, I, we, you don't know this about me, but I'll tell you, we have a partnership with the largest data collection analytics and AI company in America. Um, and we look, we have in our database, 230 million American consumers, 550 million plus uh, connected devices. And we're tracking 10 billion online purchasing decisions every day and a trillion searches every day. And so I understand where everything's going. I understand what consumers want on your, in your particular, in anybody's market. I mean, we literally, 
uh, just did a data, we call it a customer insights report. We just did it for a real estate investor. We did it for a office chair company, and we've done it for a, a crypto NFT company in the last week. And we're looking at all of their customer bases and we're able to tell them exactly where their customers are what platforms they're on in a chronological order, what social platform, what they can read, what their customers read, specifically what magazines, newspapers, online publications, what they watch, whether it's OTT or regular TV. Mm -hmm. I literally can tell you every single thing about a customer base that for a specific company. Um, and the point I'm, I guess, ultimately making Mark is that 99% of businesses go out there and go, I don't know, let's throw some Facebook ads up. And they throw the Facebook ads up, but they don't realize that with the iOS changes in America, right? The iOS yeah. changes from Apple, you cannot target like you used to on Facebook. Not, to, not only that, but with the fact that people are getting canceled on Facebook and the elections and all the chaos, people don't trust Facebook as a marketplace anymore. I'm seeing this all, every single time I'm looking at Facebook with a customer base right now. They don't trust. It's a great branding platform. It's not a great conversion platform. And so ultimately the business owner is saying to themselves, oh shit, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I ran Facebook ads. They worked six months ago. They don't work now. And then we just decided to go to Instagram. And I said, why'd you go to Instagram? Because I don't know. Everybody's on Instagram. I said, but where are your customers? Well, I don't know where my customers are. Well, why don't we find out that first? And that's the way to win the game of marketing for a business. That's the way to always produce a higher ROI in your marketing. You must understand your customer. You must have the empathy in your marketing. It can't be tricks or game of, you can't game the system and all that. You have to invest in your marketing. You have to invest in your customers. In politics, I say this all the time. I'm obsessed uh, with the voter. I, I really could care less about the politician. Mm -hmm. And I'd say the same thing for every business we work with. Love the business owner, but obsessed with the customer. Yeah. And I've done it so much that I spend about a million dollars every two year on a licensing agreement to have the best data in the country for any marketing firm. And I'm just obsessed with it. And so I know what we deliver delivers results for the clients or our customers. And that's what we're trying to do and trying to teach everybody, even if they don't work with me, how they can do it. Right. Well, I mean, I love how you said branding versus conversion. You know, like I said, <laughs> got lots of notes here. And one of the things I, I, you know, you had said in when I was doing the research on here, where do I have it here? Uh, is, um, well, you said already about, you know, Facebook ads. We're going to get into that real quick here. But I like how you said it's about data and you talk about the Fortune, you know, 200 companies. Yeah, there's a reference you made in, in one of your interviews, like you said about Coca-Cola or you yeah. talk about, you know, they're McDonald's, whoever they're right. not, a, they're not a bottle, uh, a, a soda company or a bottle water company. Right. They're all data. And you, if you own the data or know how to re understand the data, you own the marketplace. Yeah. So all right, yeah, like I told you, I told you I was going to tell stories. So I'll be entertaining. Let me please, tell you a story. Please. Yeah. Uh, there's a company out of the UK selling uh, baby toys. They reached out to us recently and they said, we just sold to a private equity company. We were doing uh, $900,000 a month in Amazon sales. And um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, our cheap competitors decided to one-star review our company, our competitors. Mm -hmm. So if you ever go on Amazon, you know, if you decide to rate a product or a service or our book, I know I understand this. So uh, you get, you rate it and then you can look and say, was it helpful or do you report it? Right. And so what all of these cheap competitors are doing is upvoting the helpful 
button button on all the one-star reviews. So if you go to this guy's particular business on Amazon, all you see is one-star reviews. His sales went from $900,000 a month to $80,000 a month. Wow. And I said to him, how much are you selling on your own website? He said, zero. And so there's your problem. Yeah. You never converted those Amazon sales over into your own website. You never incentivized people because you were taking the easy and cheap and free money. And you never converted them and figured out, well, if I get screwed on Amazon, what do I do? Because when you rent your customers from another company like Facebook or Amazon or Instagram, uh, ultimately they control, they own your customers. Mm -hmm. And my thing is this, I'm not opposed to those platforms, but you have to have a balance. It's like investing, right? It's mm -hmm. like a real estate portfolio. You have to have a balanced portfolio. So if something goes wrong, you're not screwed, right? right? And you have to be diversified. And that's what we try to teach people. Listen, there, according to Forbes, we are seeing 10,000 ads a day online and offline right now. 10,000. So is your, sorry, I'm not talking about you, Mark, but I'm talking to the audience. Is your crappy product or service really going to break through 10,000 ads a day? Because if you're selling baby toy products, you're not competing against other baby toy products. You're competing against hair care products, t-shirt products, right. t-shirt companies, um, shoe companies, you know, a microphone company. You're competing against 10,000 companies a day, 10,000. So unless you know how to connect with those customers in a deeper and more meaningful way, you're never going to break through. And that's the little secret about marketing right now. No one wants to tell you. They just want to tell you how to get there easy and fast and take the get rich quick pill. And by the way, it does not exist. Mm -hmm. It's a lie. And they're all lying to you. Marketers are lying to you. The platforms are lying to you. And so I wrote the book to lay out a foundation for people to be able to win at the game of marketing, be successful in, in their marketing of their company or their business and, and when, you know, basically beat the system and beat the system no matter how it changes or how it evolves. So, you know, bringing the, 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 I call it the political game. And I say that yeah. nicely is that, you know, you said in one of your interviews that really at the end of the day, you have to win 50 plus one, right. To win yep. an election and you design a brand aligned with the voters. So you had said politicians will have about 25 issues. You narrow them down to one or two issues. You're really targeting the voter and work it well backwards. Is that what you're doing then? Yeah, it's a really good question. So let me walk through. So, okay. So I created this, uh, this thing called the undefeated marketing system. That's the name of the book. If you want to look it up. So yeah, we're going to put a link for it for sure. Yeah. And but it's a five-step system. And the first step is you need to have a deep understanding of your customer and in politics, the voter, right? And so how do we do that? Well, inevitably, when I sit down with a politician, and I ask them what they want to run for office on. They'll give me, like you said, they'll give me like 25 policy issues, right? Environment, taxes, COVID restriction, like whatever it is, they'll just give you like 25 issues. No voter whether they're in Canada or the US wants to hear a politician talk about 25 different issues. Mm -hmm. They just don't, they got lives, they're living lives. They're not paying attention to that stuff. They only really care about one or two things. And so what we do is we, now that we know what the politician wants to run on those 25 issues, we go out and we look in the data, it's done through polling and surveys and then matching and then modeling and all these, it's much, much more complicated than making it. But for brevity's sake, this is what we do. We actually can narrow down of the 25 issues that that politician cares about. Uh, there are really only two that would sway the entire election and get us over 50% to win the whole election. 
And mm -hmm. so from that point forward, that's step one is to figure out what those two issues right. are and how that politician is gonna run. Now, it's the same thing I'd say for a business owner. Like you, we all have, and I'm just as guilty of this. We have our founder story that we love to tell, love <laughs> it. But what if you found out from your own clients or customers that they only really cared about 25% of that story? Would you continue to talk about the 75% or would you just go to the last 25 and go, how do I make the 25 even better? Mm -hmm. That's what you do, right? It's the same thing. That's what we're trying to determine. So that's step one. Step two for us is um, that what every business owner in the world does. Um, they have an idea and they write a business plan. Well, we do the same thing. We take uh, the vision of the business owner and we marry it with the vision for the customer, what the customer wants from that product or service. Mm -hmm. And we, we design a strategic marketing plan for them. Mm -hmm. Why go spend a bunch of money on Facebook ads if you don't know they're on Facebook and you have no strategy behind why you'd be on Facebook in the first place? It's all tactical. Mm -hmm. So tactics are good. They have to fit into a strategy. So we do that. And so like, e even for example, let me, I keep going back to Facebook. I'll give you this. This stat just came out somewhere. I'm read it. Um, in 2016, there were 3 million advertisers on Facebook's platform. In 2020, there are more than 200 million businesses that were using Facebook's free tools, and there are 10 million active advertisers on Facebook right now. And Facebook's ad revenue in 2015, in just the quarter two, quarter two of 2015, was 3.8 billion. There, with 164 million users, Facebook's ad revenue in 2021 quarter two, 28.6, 3.8 billion to 28.6 billion, wow. but only 30 million more users. So Facebook is a crap platform for a lot of people right now. Yeah. And the reason I keep harping on this is because if you just throwing up ads and thinking that's going to stick, you're going to lose money every single time, every single time. So you've got to figure out what the data says about your customer and match it with your vision to build a strategic plan. And then the third step for me is what I tell every business owner, stop building your brand before you do everything else. If I send someone to a website, e-commerce, brand website, product, service, whatever it is and it doesn't resonate with the customer, then you've wasted all your money. So find out what your customer or client wants and then build the brand around that. Right. That's the third step. Fourth step is now that you know what the data says, those, those two issues there, you need to like, so everybody does ad testing. I'm not saying that people don't do ad testing, but people do ad testing when they go, I don't know, here's 10 ideas. Let's go test them. The split test, no, right? <laughs> yeah, they have no idea why they're testing yeah. those 10 ideas. My thing is this, you now know two issues, whether it's in politics or in business, that, that are going to resonate with your customer or your voter. Go test them 20 different ways and figure out which one resonates the most. So, for example, love him or hate him, in 2016, Donald Trump would run an ad on Facebook back when Facebook was a uh, $3.8 billion platform in quarter two. But they would run one ad, one message that they knew in the data would work. And they ran 162 different versions of it. Amazing. They have a red background, a blue background, a green background, a man in the ad, a woman in the ad, different fonts, fonts on the right side, fonts on the left side. They inevitably would find eight or nine of those ads blew through the roof and they had no idea why. But now, now they have certainty that their ads are going to work. Mm -hmm. They know that whatever they spend money on is going to produce a, a positive ROI. They've already tested it. Right.
And so what you can see, and so that's, that's where you go to step five, which is the last step in, in our marketing system, which is now that you know, and you've literally eliminated your risk every step of the way, now you go out and start your marketing campaign. Now you invest real dollars in your marketing campaign. If you do that, you will win every time. If you don't do that, you're playing a game of roulette and it's yes. a one in 35 chance. And boy, you're going to hit one out of 35, but it's going to be rare. Absolutely. Well, this is, and then, like you said, you know, then you optimize from there. It's almost like rinse and repeat. And I just love how it's connecting it all backwards um, on the front end, you know, and there was another thing that you had said, um, which was just remarkable. You, you know, you, I think it was this last year or the year before he said 20, $260 billion is lost to orders, with just basically sitting in a checkout counter or a shopping cart. Uh, whereas like 68.8% of abandoned orders. Yeah. in the e-commerce market, 68.81% abandonment rate in, in, uh, in shopping cart abandonment rate in, rate in e-commerce orders. Correct. And so, and so you're so which is to getting that for $260 billion in lost orders. I mean, and wow. I mean, you just have to decrease that a bit for a company and that's, it's pushed into revenue. I mean, what's happening? Why are the companies failing there? Because they don't understand their customer and they don't have a retargeting tool to go back and incentivize them to come back and finish the purchase. So like when we work, we work with a, a big uh, t-shirt company, I mean, a massive t-shirt company. And they had a huge card abandonment rate and we identified it and it was around 65%. Mm -hmm. We were able to lower that to 35%. Why? Because everybody that came inside the shopping cart on their e-commerce site was then retargeted. So when they, when they abandoned the cart, we were able to put ads in front of them that incentivized them to come back and finish the order. Get five, use this code and get 5% off your order if you'll come back. Um, and we just kept putting ads in front of them. And we were able to reduce their cart abandonment rate on their e-commerce site from 65% to 35%. You're not always going to, I mean, it's always going to, inevitably you're going to, people are going to abandon the cart. That's just going to happen. How, what are you doing to lower that number? Well, that ended up in earning them, I think close to, um, in, in the first six months, we ended up making them around $332,000 more. Yeah. By wow. just reducing that. Oh, wow. In six yeah. months. That is incredible. Cause I think in one of the things you said, there's a front end problem and then there's a, a back end problem. One is the friction to transaction. It's like yeah. Amazon's pretty easy. I mean, in my opinion, you can double click. You want it, click, click, done. Yep. Um, and so the friction has to be reduced for any customer, but that friction is reduced if you really understand the customer. It is. And again, but that's again, goes back to sort of step three for us in the brand. How easy is it for your customer to come in and check out? Yep. Uh, this particular company had about eight steps when we started. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Uh, no wonder they had a, a very high cart abandonment rate. We were able to cut that down to about four and, um, and we were able to push them, you know, most of their customers off of Amazon over to their own site because we incentivized them. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, my dream is telepathy. I could just think and it's ordered for me, right? <laughs> so that'll happen soon. Like, sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things you said, uh, Facebook ads are like, not in our interview, it was a previous interview with someone else. Facebook ads are dead. What do you mean by that? Like dead, I mean, in terms of 
what the intended use is, is it just goes back to what you were saying before that it's rigged and this is being controlled by the yeah. masses. Right. And the fact that you could target your ads so much more effectively five years ago, and they've scaled all that back. And that there are literally, uh, you know, just in that, those numbers I gave you earlier, just in the six year difference between one quarter, there was 3.8 billion spent to 28.6 billion cent. So you're in a marketplace. When we talk about like the 10,000 out a day, I mean, that's yeah. what it is. It's, it's a flooded marketplace. There is not a, a good, um, uh, there's not a good ROI there right now. It's it, everybody's on it. Don't get me wrong. 80, yeah. we're, we're typically see between 75 and 95% of a customer base of any kind of company we're looking at right now is on Facebook. But what people are doing is scrolling and then they're scrolling off. That's why it's a branding platform more than anything for most businesses right now. Yeah. Well, that's great. No, this book, I mean, we're going to, you know, definitely going to put in the show notes about your book. I've actually had my team already order your book today. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. Because just doing my research and I said, this is just incredible. Um, what I've learned um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is with your political history and being, you know, like 1,407 election victories in 25 plus years, uh, three U.S. presidential victories, what do you say is your favorite presidential victory? Like that one where you just tested and it just, it worked and you're like, that's the most memorable. Yeah, it would be 2004, uh, worked on the George W. Bush's reelection. I was a national get out the vote director. And that was the, this, this five-step system was introduced in that campaign. And we won that race um, by about 60,000 votes. And out of, you know, oh, I don't mean you know, 130 million. And, um, and it was all because of we utilized this five, uh, this five step system for the first time ever in the history of American politics or marketing campaigns. And so to be on the ground floor to see it to be skeptical of it, and then see it work, and then see Obama, four years later, take and model what we did, like literally took our playbook, but added on to it, the social media um, sort of element of it and really own social media. And then to see Donald Trump take our model, add the social media and the branding, hate him or love him, make America great again, was a great branding campaign, was, yeah. regardless of politics. And so there, you know, then you see Joe Biden take our model and he literally, followed the exact same five-step formula. I'll walk through all of those campaigns in the book and how they did it. And then how these, you know, how businesses have, have um, now utilized it. And I tell the whole book through stories. No, everything's uh, like, a, you're getting the point here. I like to tell the stories. So uh, everything's kind of told through those stories, but it was a historic campaign. It was probably the most innovative marketing campaign in politics in the history of American politics was 2004 because it changed marketing forever. And I really believe it's the catalyst for why political marketing uh, really overtook corporate marketing as the most innovative force in the marketing world. And it started in that campaign. It's, and it's amazing. I mean, when did, when did Facebook come out 2007, 2008? I mean, you were, you were a, a number of years ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, your next book is called Fire Them Now, The Seven Lies Digital Marketers Sell. First, that's my first book. Oh, that's your first book. I'm sorry, the order yeah. I have it here. Uh, maybe we could share a little bit, shed some light on that book because that was also ordered by my team today too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I you know, when I got into the corporate marketing world, um, Mark, I just kept seeing, um, it's crazy. This is, uh, this doesn't sound exactly right, but their political marketers are more ethical than corporate marketers. 
So I decided I started pointing out and I literally I'd interviewed about a hundred CEOs before I wrote the book because I was starting this corporate marketing agency and I wanted to understand what their, what the problem was in the industry so that I could build my model the way I, I could to resonate with business owners, understanding how they feel first, right? It's the mm -hmm. theme of the story. And um, they all said they had fired a marketing agency sometime in their, in their life cycle. In fact, multiple, usually it's multiple marketing agencies. And I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I got locked into a 12 month contract. I couldn't get out of it. They couldn't perform. They're costing me money. And I'm like, hold on, hold on long-term contract. And they said, yeah, I said in politics, in American politics, every single political marketer, Democrat, Republican, independent, doesn't matter. We all work on month to month contracts. Mm -hmm. We can be fired at any minute if we're not performing for our clients. And what that does as weird as that sounds, it's the number one lie I write about in the book, but as weird as that sounds is um, if it's a mindset thing, Hey, you get that right. Mm -hmm. But if your team is knows their asses on the line every month, they're going to fight for you first and then get their needs met next. Right. The success for them comes only if you're succeeding. If you have a long-term contract, I could take two months off the marketer and I could be like, ah, we're, we're locked into 12 month contract. That guy's got to pay me regardless. So, you know, let's, let's don't give them a lot of attention this, this month. Let's put it on this other client that has, we can make more money on. Well, that's right. not very ethical to the people that signed the contract. Right. And so what I've decided was that every marketing firm in the world should be on month to month contract. I'm on a month to month contract. I've never been off a month to month contract. Anybody that hires me to work for them, they can fire my ass at any time. And I, you, you could imagine what the people that work for me, what they do, if they know that their jobs are on the line every month. Yeah. So they perform for our clients. They're mm -hmm. obsessed with innovating for our clients. They're obsessed with making sure we follow this five-step formula with every client and that we're successful for them. They don't look at it and say, Psh, we can get to them in a month because we got this long-term contract. So right. I laid out, it's weird. It's not like uh like this is what this is here are the lies all the marketers whisper it's all the lies the marketers do behind the scenes that screw over the business owner before they even come into their fold and so what i wanted to do is sort of expose all these lies and then lay out how you should avoid them what you should say to a marketing firm before you hire them how you should negotiate with them so that you the business owner wins before the marketing agency wins right Wow. No, that's, that's great. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you being, I don't want to call it the whistleblower because there's a negative connotation, but I love how you're just calling it out and saying it the way it should be. Because again, most people are blind and they just think, oh, marketing. Yeah, it's an expense, but they're not digging deep and they're sort of trusting, they're trusting someone else's system. Right. Right. So, right. So, you know what? I know we're, we're coming close on time here, uh, Philip. And I just wanted to say, this has just been amazing. Like I said, I mean, just, <laughs> I'm blown away. I really am. And I really appreciate, I know everything you've done, um, everything you're doing. Um, how can, you know, best place for people to find your book? Is it uh, going through your website, which we're going to put in the show notes? You suggest yeah. <laughs> Amazon. I want to make sure you get the conversions, you know? <laughs> well, like, here's the deal. If I'm going to market my book, it's got to be on Amazon, right? Because I mean, I market my book on my website and I'll give that in two seconds, but most everybody in the world is going to go look and see how many reviews I've got. Now, once they buy my book, they come into my, you know, into my sort of funnel, so to speak. That's, right. that's sort of the way I've approached it. So, yeah, I mean, go, like, and we've got, 
the, this particular book, The Undefeated Marketing System, we already have, I think, um, between Audible and Amazon and iTunes and everything, I think we're close to 200 five-star reviews. It just came out in April and um, it's blown up. It, I think we hit number 62 on all 6 million titles on Amazon with it. And I yeah. self-published it because I'm an entrepreneur and screw the big publishing houses. I didn't want them to keep my damn money. Sure. So we self-published it and that's where we got with it. So it's resonated. Um, you can absolutely find it on uh, Amazon. Um, and then, uh, you know, here's the deal. If you're in the United, I mean, if, any, if you're anywhere, obviously Canada, you can go to philipstutz.com. Um, I have a podcast called the Undefeated Marketing Podcast, where we uh, talk about the five-step system, but we also bring on some of the biggest marketers in the world to talk about how they see the marketing uh, world rigged and how people can, uh, can you know, succeed in it. Uh, I write a blog every two weeks. I do not pitch or sell anything. I like writing. You can sign up at philipstutz.com. And then if you're in the United States and you want to understand our data and you want to look at, you know, we can't operate, obviously the privacy laws are so much different in Canada and internationally, but in the United States, it's still kind of the wild, wild west. So if you want to have us look at your data, we'll have a free data assessment. It's at philipstutz.com slash insights. It takes two minutes and then my team will do a 30 minute call with you, walk through all your data and how we, we feel like we could help you. So that's uh, where you can find me. Fantastic. Well, I want to say thank you so much on behalf of my audience. We'll definitely stay connected. We're going to you know, make sure we put your social media and so forth as well. And uh, I just want to say thank you again for this wonderful. Yeah, Mark. Great, great meeting you. And I uh, hope, hope it was helpful for people. It was definitely was. Thank you so much. Yeah.